0: Citizens of the Verse, today is November 29th, 2953, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by the steadfast. I don't know what else to call him, Seagard Olsen. Hello, Seagard. Who must be on mute now? Hello, I
1: come from a long line of mythical, mythical uh, dwarves, and uh, we that fly the space lines. <laughs> Yes,
0: very stout little guys. <laughs> well, look at look at who's so lucky, our listeners. Three recordings in a month. How how do they do it? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so. Uh, what, uh, what, dear Seaguard, have you been up to in this past week? Actually, you
1: know, I did, obviously, the IAE and checked in every day. And then I've been, um, you know, tri- playing a little bit of the ships and trying the tractor beams, uh, did some prospector mining, which was real fun. And, and, uh, and I've just been trying to find some routes for transportation. I worked on the whole sea a little bit, trying to get that to – properly function it was giving me a hard time with cargo so mm. yeah i can imagine yeah but yeah it's a variety
0: of stuff nice yeah how was your thanksgiving did you do anything very good it was very interesting good or just chill
1: oh we stayed home had the kids come home and that was great and then uh we uh, uh the wife came up with this really good menu for um smoking a uh, pork butt <laughs> So uh, mm-hmm. we tried that. We've just started getting into that a little bit, and uh, wanted to kind of give it a shot and see what it was like. Nice, and uh, and it was, you know, it goes, it's it's just it's kind of a fun little thing to do. So we had a great dinner, and I awesome. uh, had my brother in law, sister in law, their two boys over. So
0: nice. Yeah. How about son? That was you went home well, right? Yeah, I went to Connecticut. Um, so, I went last Tuesday night, so um hence why we recorded on a Monday last week right. um and uh, what did I do? God it was it I mean, I only just got back Sunday, so I feel like I was gone forever, and now I feel it's, like it's been forever since Thanksgiving um, yeah. We had most of my immediate family and uh for dinner, and then my family tradition is a bunch of family members will come by or friends of our family. We'll come by at dessert time. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have like, we had like 20 people at my sister's house after dinner. Um, But my sister's been doing this new thing now where she's decided she now trusts other people with cooking. Ah. (laughs) Now that she knows that I can cook and that I cook certain things really well, she delegates things. And I said, I wish I missed the times where I just showed up and got to eat. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but this year i only had to make the cranberry sauce oh that's good and um and i made some creamed spinach and then i helped her clean and then my brother-in-law made the turkeys okay we made more than one for our fat family
1: oh I know. Um, we had well we had the we had some ham i'm sorry put the pork butt which was like nine pounds like eight, eight nice. to eight i think and then uh, we had some turkey my wife also put together in a crock pot, which was good. It was just, you know, half a turkey. Nice. Uh, so plenty of food. I ate pork for the next four days. and I love Thanksgiving
0: like a- foods, too. So I'm like, oh, yeah. like I am a, a hoe for... <laughs> Um, uh, I wanted to use something a little bit more PC (laughs) one that wouldn't be (laughs) right (laughs) Um, for uh, uh, stuffing it's just so good especially the way people make it here like or at least the people that I go to things you know with crumbled up sausage in it Mm, so good and you know cooked in in stock yeah yummy lots of butter I um, got
1: gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you.
0: But uh, yeah, now I, and then I, um, and then I was in New Haven with friends. So my college friends were all in town, and my twin and his girlfriend. We all went out to um, a pizza place in New Haven uh, called Bar. That's kind of like a, a bar slash pizza joint, which is really gotcha. good. And then, uh, yeah, then uh, pretty much relaxed, and then came back. Uh, this week and I started Monday, I started working out again. Finally at lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. So good for hopefully, you, hopefully I could shed some LBs, um, yes. but no in game stuff so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, <yeah.
1: laughs>
0: uh, anyway, that's good. That's good. So you had a good time. Yeah. No, and I mean, we're headed on a crash course towards Christmas on the plus side. I'm not going to be home for the whole cause I have a break. Right. Um so I'll probably be playing a lot especially if three twenty two is live okay. right. structural sounds salvage like, Woo-hoo. sounds okay. like it might be so um there's a chance yeah so uh let's talk content from last week uh last week we had a, a second isc focused on ships they um talked all about the SRv and showed off the SRV even though we've seen it already. Um, and how, you know, it it unlocks the ability to now tow a disabled ship instead of just claiming it. Uh, right. They did sort of make it seem like it was possible to repair a ship that's already been yeah destroyed. A little but message. I've heard I've yeah. heard that that's not necessarily the case. But yeah, it it gets us closer. <laughs> it does. Soon. It does. Uh, and then a bulk of the episode was geared towards the RSI Arastra, which had been long rumored to make its debut. Plus they hinted at it, um, which for those who can't, don't recall, this was the larger mining vessel that we voted on at CitizenCon last year, uh, to be RSI. So, um, it is a larger mining vessel. It's kind of like around the same size as a Carrick, um, it's in between a mole and Orion in terms of its power and strength and sort of class. It's like a Corvette size vehicle or ship. I'd say. Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. I think some things that set it apart, uh, the accommodations are really great for crew. They have a large cargo area. They have a, a space for multiple rocks so that you can have a full fledged mining operation. Um, they also have a onboard refinery, Uh, It does currently hold five crew, um, which includes two, you know, a pilot, co-pilot, and three uh, mining laser operators. The mining turrets are all remote turrets and slide on rails, uh, so they can adjust to where they're pointing. Uh, And the top-mounted laser can actually travel through the center of the ship so that it could be placed on the bottom for easier access to certain rocks. It has three regular turrets, too, right? Mm -hmm. I think they're combined. Oh, interesting. So I think the same turret that you can use—I could be wrong—but um, they made it si- I and you know this is from a quick glance, so um, grain of salt, folks. Um, but I thought they were the same, one and the same. From looking at gotcha. the info sheet, now I'm now I feel like I gotta I gotta look it up. Um, but yeah, super cool ship. Um. Did you uh did you purchase one of your own? I, I did not. You know, I'm <laughs> uh, Yeah, I know. I was
1: I'm trying to be really good, you know. Good for you. Trying to be good. I'm in between jobs again. And as remember that last time, and uh, you know, who knows? It could be retirement for me. But uh I, I'm just I trying to be it. easier. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, don't want to stress the wife and I like I need another ship. I need a hole in my head, you know. The only ship I bought well, oh, I didn't buy it, but I had another reason also is that. Um, i have the Orion right mm-hmm. and not really i get that it's an end game ship but mm-hmm. what they described in the Arasta is pretty impressive towards end game right I, yeah so i'm like if if that's what if that's not end game i can't imagine what's gonna be on the Orion i have i'm just like what the hell uh there's a lot of uh A lot of stuff they talked about on that, yeah. uh, A lot of capabilities and and uh, so I said, you know, I'm just going to hold off. I'm I'm just not going to do it this time. I'm I'm going to be a little bit more controlled and uh, and and keep it there and and uh, so I I just didn't. The only thing I spent money on was the uh you know the new alien, Ah. yeah, you know which the Sulean. yeah, the Sulin, which is just too darn cool. Um,
0: uh, just FYI, the uh, the weapons are... Well, I actually, I still can't tell if the weapons are on the turrets or not. It doesn't matter. Oh. I, I see separate turrets, yeah, so I'm, I'm barking up the wrong tree. The other thing is it does hold 512 SCU of refined materials. Externally? Yeah, and then yeah. there's still the internal...
1: Sixty-four
0: of that, yeah. So it comes
1: to it comes to the same amount as a uh, caterpillar.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite a bit of storage for something is. that that is uh, mining. So it that's really is. cool, and it holds it holds two vehicles, it, and the, the vehicle bay is separate from cargo too, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. Ooh,
0: yeah. I didn't oh. notice the concierge paints on this puppy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a cool <laughs> it's really looking nice. ship.
1: It's a really cool looking ship, you know, but I figure if nothing else I'll get one as part of my um you know, my package for uh for the Orion, right? I mean, it's going to get like I would assume they would give you a a loner, you know, if it's yeah. demonstrating the capability of the the ship. I mean, it only really makes sense.
0: Yeah, it would definitely, I mean, the Arastra would definitely be a loner for Yeah deal ryan for sure um anything else from that episode intrigue you it's pretty much pretty, pretty straightforward yeah i i thought it was pretty
1: straightforward um no um I, it was all good i mean no doubt about it i i loved it uh, mm. the ships are all cool uh, The srv i think is a great ship even though they had shown it it's you know i hadn't really used mine and i was very impressed when i did use it it's mm-hmm. uh it works well. Um, can't really complain about that at all. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good episode.
0: All right, cool. Um, yeah, same. It was pretty good. I mean, you know, as they say, it's like a giant ship sail. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Star Citizen Live had Thorsten and Guillaume from the resource management um, to talk about resource management again following the Com panel. Uh, so they talked about soft death and how that's temporary and will eventually be something that's more systemic and more granular in nature, you know, with things like um, armor and and uh, physicalized damage and, you know, components being a focus. And the fact that a full-on explosion might not happen unless a power plant's hit, for instance, and even then it might need a critical damage. So... Um, you know, that'll be the future state of the game, which is exciting. They said not everything can be fully repaired on the fly. However, it can be patched up enough to either limp home or enable you to survive while being towed by an SRV. Um, the SRVs gameplay isn't completely finalized because they still need to create drop off points at space stations and space ports in order to fully realize that's its potential. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they also said managing a new ship uh, that's multi-crew might be okay for a solo player because everything's working in pristine, con- you know, in pristine order and, and is in great condition. But as a ship ages, that might not be so doable. And they also mentioned, of course, that being a solo player on a multi-crew ship could be dangerous for you, given combat could take you out of your seat in order to make your ship more effective, and um, you really want other players or, or NPCs to do that. Um, right now, because someone commented up another beam, um, and as of right now, repair will be done by a beam. They're starting from that gameplay first because they don't want repair to be extremely cumbersome and they don't want it to be so complex that you need to go to a university in order to repair a ship in star citizen. Um, but they'll look at the current gameplay once it's in, in game, figure out if they want to make and add more complexity to it um, and go from there. Uh, They did mention subcomponents will be a thing, and and certain components have subcomponents, certain ones don't. Um, And they'll assess what kind of subcomponents will be needed in the future. Um, They talked about relays currently manage all resources through the pipes, not just power. Um, Certain ships will have redundancy with relays, for example, military ships are more likely to have redundancies so that you have a lot of options in terms of pathing your resources on the ship. Um, and it might differ based on ship manufacturers as well. Um, item quality will impact performance, as as you probably aren't surprised. Um, uh, if you make a mistake while repairing, you could potentially damage your ship or kill yourself. So you have to be careful. Um, if a, a player is attacking a ship and they know where components are, they might be able to have more impact on the ship's damage, uh, even though they will have component targeting as an option. Uh, they confirm that life support will be on a relay. So if someone was to try and sabotage your ship and they wanted to get rid of your life support, they could cut off the relays to it and it would stop working. Um, they also talked about life support having sort of like a buffer, um, for a room. So like when you vent a room, uh, you might not vent the room out to space. You're going to vent it into some storage capacity internal. Um, however, if that gets damaged, then you might lose oxygen. And the only way to refill it is either, you know, to, uh, open up all the doors and let the oxygen from other rooms come into the room. And then it'll slowly replenish with the life support. Um, right, You know, they also talked about things like scrubbers um, needing to be replaced in order to maintain life support systems. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, they did confirm that while this is no guarantee, their target to get some of this, early, the earlier version of this <coughs> game game is for Q2 next year. So that's exciting. It's, you know, within the first half of the year. That is good. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the episode, they had Jeff. I think it's Zanelli, uh, the composer of Squadron 42 on talking about his, his career and his history. I didn't summarize that just, you know, if you're interested, go watch it. Uh, did you catch the episode yourself? I did not. I did Uh, not. It's good stuff, but it's not, it's mostly stuff that we already know. But I think the main thing that I learned, well, two things I learned was how life support was going to handle, um, Oxygen in rooms and like what happens if you let oxygen out where you're not really venting it out of the ship. Right. Uh, And then the other was, was really around the fact that they are at least starting with a beam um, because they don't want this to be such a, they don't want it to be a huge cumbersome thing. They want repair to be important and they want someone to have an engineer job, but there are other components to engineering besides just repair like tuning your ship to maximize its performance um and uh, and you know managing your uh power allocation on the fly and setting presets for those things based on scenarios so yeah it was a good episode i i uh, urge people to watch if they're interested i'll have to go do that because i didn't yeah. this time yeah it was pretty good now this week um isc is going to be about the pyro playground that we all saw um and then they don't have a star citizen live this week um because of a um sorry i got really distracted by my roommate rustling dishes um <laughs> yeah um uh, what was i saying i completely forgot this week, yeah, I, ISC. I, I don't know why that sound just completely took me out of my body. Yeah. Um, oh, because they're they're doing a Bar Citizen, the community team. They said next week they'll have another Star Citizen live. Um, we did have a minor update to the roadmap um, this week. Um, essentially, on the release view for 322, uh, they marked the following items as committed. New derelict settlements, settlements with both gameplay and social elements spread throughout the Stanton wilderness using the Rastark tool. Uh, Then they have Arena Commander new map, Bloodshot Ridge. One of Stanton's new derelict settlements joins Arena Commander for all FPS modes and all flight modes, excluding Classic Race and Pirate Swarm. Uh, Arena Commander new map, Makers Point, a rough and stormy settlement on Hurston. Makers Point makes its way to all FPS modes in Arena Commander. And then Arena Commander multi-crew and spawn location. Uh, Updating all maps to utilize the new spawn location system for spawn selection. This update also enables the long-awaited introduction of multi-crew to squadron battle, pirate swarm, vandal swarm, team tank battle, and free flight. That's going to be fun. And I think it's useful. I think that's going to be useful
1: for, you know, crews who want to crew a ship, right? versus. Mm -hmm fight as individuals on a big ship or, or a bunch of smaller ships.
0: Mhm. <clears throat> and then the following cards have been the following cards have been added to release view, the Getex Sulan. Um, as expected. Um, and then uh, it was also added to the progress tracker, which was previously marked as unannounced. So, not a huge amount of updates. They did say they're going to be making tweaks to the roadmap, likely in the beginning of the new year. Um, one, because, because so many people are migrating from Squadron over to the PU, there'll likely be some team changes, but also they're making some improvements to the roadmap to make it more useful for us. So we'll see what that actually looks like. Um, but uh, yeah, that should be coming in the new That'll year. be
1: good. Yeah. Now, what did uh, did you say about, did you say anything about hangers or? um... No. No? Okay.
0: No. um, And someone said, someone even said in the update, they said, oh, I noticed that cargo elevators or personal hangers ended at this time period. Are they going to be in 322? And Jake was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you can look at the release view to see what's releasing in 322 as of now. (laughs) (laughs) Now they did have a go-no-go meeting. So that's probably what all these are. Um, And structural salvage is one that's uh, coming in 322. They're testing it right now. So uh, that actually brings us to the next point is 322 is in Evo. Yes, it is. Second version of it's an ego Yeah. I'm curious to see um, how things go with it. Um, but do you think there's anything? So why don't I pull up the roadmap just so we can. I just want to make sure I have it up so we can talk about it real quick. So as of right now, there's not a ton of stuff slotted to release in. 322. But what is does seem really interesting. So we've got the player hair update. Yep. Which has already been committed. <clears throat> we've got the new derelict settlements that we saw a ton of at CitizenCon and in previous um, entries. It doesn't say how many.
1: But that's good gameplay. I mean, that's good, solid yeah. gameplay interaction.
0: Then, gameplay wise, we've got. Structural salvage. It's still tentative, but they're mm-hmm. they're working on that as we speak. Mm. Um, and they also talked about changes to salvage, where the ship will have some internalized storage before you're ready to box things. So that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Mm-hmm. Right. Then they have inventory cargo containers. So you could buy cargo containers that you can store other items in and then you just move the cargo. That, that's
1: a big deal.
0: I mean, it's a think very they're... big deal. I can see you now with all of your stuff. And
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I've, adap- especially with this habit I've adapted of, uh, hmm. you know, picking up and setting up a ship by going someplace and looting. And then all that food just stays on my ship and any oh. of the tractor beams and all that stays there. And mm-hmm. Now it's, uh you know, just one ship and I put a white suit and a white helmet in it. And yes. It's basically standalone. If I get any clothes, the clothes stay there too. Yeah.
0: So, yeah and then other committed things, Arena Commander, new map, uh, Bloodshot Ridge, which we mentioned, the new map, Maker's Point, and then the spawn locations. And then for ships and vehicles, there's the Sentak the Origin X1, the X1 Velocity, and the X1 Force. So not a ton of stuff, but some interesting stuff. I mean, I'm very happy for Structural Salvage. That'll keep me playing for a while, I think. Right. Um, but do you think anything else could potentially slip into this release? They always slip something
1: in. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I think if you're going to see hair, it's not unlo- it's not improbable that you wouldn't see tattoos.
0: I have right. a feeling they're not ready for that one.
1: Yeah.
0: But... I mean, that- you know, that was either
1: it. Already, it already existed. It just existed yeah. in the squadron forty-two, and you know, um, and I, that would be an interesting one to have.
0: Um, yeah. Now, a couple things that maybe I can't recall what the source is, but that I read and/or heard or or, or whatever is one. There really is a huge push to try and get as many things from squadron into the Q1 of 2024 patch as possible. Right. Um, So that's cool. And then the other thing was, what, what was it? I had it on the, in my brain and I completely forgot. Oh, uh, the other thing that they mentioned is they're going to use cargo elevators to facilitate item retrieval that you've lost from pledge store. Like your pledge items, I yeah. I knew they
1: were working on that. I just didn't know that's. And what I they said were that they'll be showing
0: help. that off in a relatively, like, relatively soon. TM. Well, that'd be nice. So, very cool stuff. Um. So, uh, I guess before we kind of go on to our other segments, I'm, I'm curious. Uh any any other updates from you regarding IAE? You know, any anything exciting go on while you were visiting the show floor? You clearly only bought one ship.
1: Yeah, I I you know, it's always a little boring to me, but I definitely again I think we mentioned this last week. I definitely like the little side displays. I thought they did a really good job. Um, um I would say it was a successful IAE. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I resisted the impulse to buy everything this year. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really can't think of anything that kind of jumps
0: out. How about yourself? Not really. The only thing that's jumping out to me is, is a couple things. Um, Oh, I didn't see this, and now I want to read it, and I wish I could. Let me just. There appears to be. There's a whole article about Jimmy. Um, On the finale page. Jimmy oh, oh, you really? like um, yeah, yeah, I'll have the guy to, with the, the helmet, yeah, um I'm curious to see what 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 it says or if it talks about anything else, anyway, but there's this whole um there's this whole booklet from the convention that it shows, and it shows like the scrawling like doodles of what seems like that influencer person who was a town person. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just so curious. Like I still sit here and I go, I don't understand. I still don't understand what that was all about. I don't like I-, I get it. Like at least the influencer makes sense to me because she's in town for, um, You know, for the um, IAE, but then what's with the first guy? (laughs) That's what I don't understand. Or is he was you? Was hilarious. I thought that
1: was a funny as hell. I Ah. thought that was funny as hell.
0: He's in it too. That's what it is. So it's a personal. It's a personality piece in this. So if you go to the IAE page, you'll find this magazine. It's not. It's a bookcase of. Yeah. 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 So that's that's why I guess it sort of makes sense. Um, anyway, I was just so curious why they went that route, but I feel like it it has a, a purpose. I'm I'm gonna read these. Uh, is it is it a prelude to bounty hunting? That's what I kind of felt like. It was like kind of like a hey, guess what's coming soonish? TM.
1: Well, but you know, we should... you know what we haven't heard about lately.
0: Police stations,
1: yeah, the bounty offices or whatever, or the or the yeah. yeah. And we didn't hear anything at citizen
0: citizen got about it. I know. I expected that to be part of. I thought they were going to do bounty missions and 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 show those off, but I was surprised that uh, they didn't. Um, okay, let me get back to maybe my that's notes. what's coming in three point two two. Maybe I feel like they wouldn't hold that back because they need to test it. Yeah. I do think it's a good candidate for Q1, though. But then I have this funny feeling that Q1 that might not even be 4.0. <laughs> oh, you
1: really? <right. laughs>
0: but who knows? That it sounds like they're, they've... Simultaneously, so, I mean, we talked about 3.22 in testing, but they did test the replication layer on the tech preview also. So, um, and it sounds like things went... Decent. So I guess we shall see. Um, right. so for this week, Seagard, do you have any tips or tricks for people? We didn't get any submissions.
1: Um tips and trips tricks this week. Um so here's one for the Taurus. So if you're going to use it to support some basically to pull salvage from other ships or um, or maybe even the salvage from um, uh, the um, vultures, uh-huh. what I would recommend is that you actually fill the torus with cargo from the back towards your turret. So okay. put it in on the lowest level first in the back, then go to the second level, then go to the next row, bottom, and then top and fill it from the back to front. The one thing you'll have to do by hand is you'll actually, you won't be able to load the, I think it's eight or 12, uh, like, spaces inside the ship. You'd have to do those by hand. But you should be able to bring those through the side doors, the docking ports, Uh uh, relatively easy, and then pass them over the cargo section to back. So that would be, you know, my... My tip is load it from the back.
0: Now the Taurus, that bottom turret is now the uh, remote tractor, the, the, beam. The tractor beam, right? Right. Oh, cool.
1: So I watched a couple people using caterpillars, and caterpillars were pretty good, but they had some problems with the cargo itself on the caterpillars. Uh, in fact, I have. Um,
0: oh, I didn't even Kate think about was, the tractor beams on the cat.
1: Yeah, so they they were using Kate did it real well, but um I had also seen uh Chekhov and um um Oh why am I thinking of no uh, not West Chekhov Troves? and um Flavius. Oh uh they had taken out the caterpillar actually, when we were doing the last show.
0: Oh yeah. Right?
1: And that the cargo's stuck on my ship.
0: So <laughs> oh, I can't
1: I can't sell it. And then <laughs> Kate and uh, Will and Kate, or Kate and Will, whatever it is, uh, she would put down cargo, and she could only sell some of it. Um, but she ended up being able to sell stuff that was from other people's ships. Mm-hmm. It comes up as other party members. Oh. Uh, and then it also comes up as yours. So two were hers, and the rest came up as party members. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh. Um, but she was able to walk through she was able to walk through the cargo boxes on the floor. They were like, you know, not, not substantial. Um, but she was also able to stack them. So. Oh, um, weird. So they weren't. Yeah. She had better luck with her hand tractor. She had a better luck with her hand mm-hmm. tractor beam. So, so um, weird. Yeah. But uh, they had a pretty good little system going Two vulture, Yeah. Two vultures and a caterpillar. And it was just picking the cargo right out of the back of the, the vultures. They just left their ramps down. So, and, but uh, I think the I think the Taurus, while it only carries it carries less, right? Mm-hmm. It still carries a lot. And I think that tractor beam will give you quite a bit of capability.
0: Okay, so that
1: cool. would be my trick.
0: Um, Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, so- I accidentally clicked on something that made noise in my ears and scared the bejesus out of me. Um, If anyone wants to do some more testing on that and report to us, it would be great to hear about selling other people's items. Um, I don't have any tips and or tricks, um, but that does bring us to For Science. Oh, yeah. So we have one one uh, listener submitted uh, item for science, and it's actually, I think, a new submittal from Lecochi or Lecochi. Um and he said, or they said, I I don't, I don't know his gender or their gender. Um, they said, "Been checking out the SRV to make good fast money. Few things to note: if you tow a clean up illegal mission and you get a CS." two for the connection and a 32 K fine. Um, this happens each time you connect the tractor beam to the ship, it can stack quickly. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it once um, take the cleanup hammerhead mission from personal salvage tab, either take out the comm array or connect tractor beam once and tow it out of range, collect the 250 K and, uh, as it's in yellow, jump straight to Grimhax and pay off the 32k fine. 208k profit in minutes. I also tested just chaining them, racking up the crime stat and surrendering when ready to log off. It's easy money, no shots fired. That's good to know. Uh, Licochi. Um Anything for science from you, Mr Speard let's see. um what have I done for science
1: um, i can't i was well I was working on some stuff for the caterpillar or I'm sorry the whole sea was definitely having some problems with uh getting the cargo on board, so um if you're basically you can order the cargo. Um, if you're lucky, your ship will be docked correctly to the port to the docking collar. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not. Uh, I actually was able to. There's no way to get out of the docking collar to get to your ship. So I actually was able to go down and call up my little uh, MPUV mm-hmm. and call it up on a gate, fly it out to the ship. Then <laughs> I was able to get to my ship, but. Unfortunately, my ship actually was blown up uh, before I got to it anyway. But uh, that's, that would be, um, there are problems with the docking collar and there are problems with the picking up cargo. Um, There are some tickets out there, so I'm hoping they get that one fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really, I wanted to, I really wanted to try out the whole sea and see how that was working. And I had, had very good luck with it on the previous times I'd used it, about four or five times. I had, had no issue. But the last two or three times I've tried it, I have not been able to. I have the cargo, mm-hmm. but I can't get onto the ship, and I, even when I do, I can't pick up the cargo. Right, It doesn't let me. So it's mm-hmm. very um, – very interesting shall we say
0: yeah okay Um, I didn't have anything for science so that's going to bring us to your question of the week Righty, so last week you had said you may have purchased multiple hangars for star Citizen many of us will have many hangers. for example, I have three Aeroview, eight VFG industrial and ten selfland hangers yeah what happened to that really fancy one uh there's uh, I don't think I have any of them how do you not I used to have I used to have them too and I don't have them any. uh what is it uh, is that the Arrowview, View though? No, it's York, something in York. Mont- oh York yeah, yeah, Fires, yeah, yeah, Something in York. Revel in York. Yeah,
1: I, I don't have any of those. Oh, yeah. those were the nicest ones.
0: Um, well, anyway, how do you feel CIG should handle this situation when Star Citizen goes live? A, one permanent hangar for, for each of the hangers that you own. Once placed, it cannot be moved. But it can be rented or sold as property in game. B. Each hangar is converted to coupons worth one week. Coupons resupply each month. C. Each hangar represents one ship space, but you only get one hanger of each type that you bought. Other ideas are welcome. Oshirigami said, if we can decorate each hangar individually, I can only imagine the burden that'd be on all the data saved to the server there. How much has to be cashed to client and wasting memory for all the decorations? I really think it should just consolidate into one hanger of each type. But if you have more than one of each type, you should be able to exchange it to a different type. Like a voucher that you can keep if they ever add a new game type uh, or a new type to get it for free. Um, Lars said, A, hey, if the ship's permanent, then the hanger should be too. Skr said, D, you get to pick where each hanger is located so that you can have multiple homes. Uh, which I'm guessing he just added. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually asked, said people should do that. Yeah, of course. Because I don't I was, know the answers. Yeah. So. Um. LA32344 said, I like this idea most. <laughs> I guess that's D. <laughs> yeah. Nyar said, I think choice A would be best, but I feel that being able to move a hanger is important, although doing so should take time and cost credits. Um, China Shop Rodeo, uh, I'd like a hanger slot. I could potentially move to a new system if I wanted. Granted, that might be a logistical pain. Zeem said, option A seems the most straightforward way to do things, which keeps everyone happy. I feel like in practice, most people aren't going to have many persistent hangers. Anyway, if I'm going to make somewhere my home of sorts, I'd much rather have it be my ship or even a persistent hab. Um, Strikeout Actual said, how they should handle it. First hanger should be free and should come when you create your character and choose your starting zone. You simply pick the hanger type you want from the hanger types that you have access to on your account for every one after you can purchase a personal hanger wherever you want for a base personal hanger price then you can pick from the available styles that you have earned for a fee or pay extra for a style you haven't unlocked on your account for at Seaguard, this means he can choose between any one any of the three styles he has access to for no more than the best hanger price at the station zone. How many of each doesn't matter, as he has unlocked access to those three for free moving forward. What they will do, your guess is as good as mine, but monthly rental fees is a good bet. (laughs) Yeah, that's already expected. Yeah. Skur said, I like your should. Thumbs up paying extra with in-game money, that is. Um, Canuck 2099 said ship hangers will probably have tiered pricing. So assuming you have a home planet hanger for starts, then for each subsequent hanger you own from a ship pledge, you would get that hanger, but at the lowest price tier available as if it was a self land. And if it's a base hanger, you get 50% off the rental. Uh, Lacochi said, I believe they have said they will be instance, So I think D, you'll be able to have all the hangers you own, maybe not all at the same location though, almost same as Uh Gently Annoyed said, I would tend to follow the line that we will have a main hanger that is quote unquote ours and that the hangers in our packs would allow for these specific hanger types that can be placed at locations of one's choice. Ideally, it would be something like a timeshare where you have your primary residence and credits to apply to other locations as needed. It would be such a pain to have to pick permanent placement for these contract hangers. Then once you have no credit left to spend, these are there are leases to be paid to secure additional spaces. The flexibility to use credits to move your resources where you see fit um, seems reasonable. The question I has, have is what happens to your hangers when you melt a pack or ship that comes with one of its one of it as a permanent placement type. Right. And then psychosis said multiple hangers. Is this the self landing hangar pass you get when you buy a standalone ship? Um, yes. Psychosis. They, and there's other types as well. Um, so my two cents, I don't think, Oh, it's revel in York, by the way, I just thought of it. It is Revelant, yeah. My two cents, those hangers are built and look like the old game. And I think the intention of those specific hangers are to be hangers that you can see your stuff in outside of the game. And I think the game's moved beyond that, to be quite honest. Gotcha. My guess would be the hangers will not be based on what you choose them to look like, but where you choose to buy a hanger. Um, and I think you'll, you'll have the ability to have at least one free hanger. I think with your starting location is my guess. Um, I don't think they're going to use those hanger models for anything, to be honest.
1: Yeah. That's kind of what provoked me to think, how are they going to do this? I mean, is it? You know, hell I could go put, you know, a hanger in twenty different systems, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like a,
0: a Revel in York would be probably yeah. a Terra hanger, right? right? That's that's the the style of hanger. You're not gonna see a dumpy asteroid hanger in Terra. No. Right? So I think they are representative of types of hangers they may eventually have in the game. Um that will be um potentially unique and slightly different depending on the location. But even right now we have what look like two hangar types, right? We have the arrow view hangar. Right. And I don't know what you would consider Lorville okay. and uh, Art Corp, but it's closer to like a self land hangar, but, but both ones, you know, the Arcorp and, um, and Hurston hangars look very much the same but less sleek to the microtech and um, crusader hangers. so you know i don't think they're going to go crazy with you know maybe down the line they'll start adding more variations when especially now that they have more team members and such but i think they'll add in baseline ability to have a hanger first and then as they add more locations they might add different styles and such Gotcha. Um, so what's your question
1: for this week, Sigurd? I have not come up with one yet. Um, I would say, um,
0: let's see.
1: I was literally, I've been struggling with this one. Um, I hadn't really come up with one yet.
0: I mean, I could, uh, I could post something. Okay. Let's go for it. All right. Um, so I would say of the, the news that we've had as of late, you know, anything we've seen in CitizenCon or ISCs or SELs that we've had uh, in the past few weeks, what is, what is the thing that you think is going to most positively impact your experience with star citizen besides the roadmap? Gotcha. (laughs) Of the uh, of the um, uh, yeah, features coming in the twelve months. How about that? Of the features we know about, quote unquote, coming in the twelve next twelve months. What's the biggest game changer? Yeah, that will impact your play style.
1: Which will impact your playstyle most. Most. Not including the, yeah, not including the map.
0: Yeah. Yeah, excluding, shall we say. Because that's, let's face it, we all want that, and it's all, it's going to change all of our lives, but. Yeah. What's gonna change like especially gameplay wise or, or I don't know you know folks think not server meshing like other things <laughs> right right um
1: that's a good question I'm gonna post it right now perfecto thank you seaguard because I was going to, I would forget <laughs> yeah no, no, I, uh, that's good um you know I was uh part of I thought about doing was this, you know, kind of the discussion and getting feedback on all the activities that's been going around, um, a couple of the orgs, at least one org has gone pretty hardcore and potentially, you know, bordering on criminal, uh, in, um, trying to expand their power base. Have you seen this from Morphologist or from, uh, What's his name? Um, know, the guy who's the uh, big fighter pilots.
0: Uh, oh, Avenger One. Avenger One. Are you, you talking about the or?
1: ones who've been who've been bullying that oh, woman? Yeah. yeah, there's a recording now out. Uh, Morphologists had replayed. It's been out before, but it talks to the org and They're like, you know, uh, do you think there's anything we anyone have any problems with, like doing things like doxing or? Um, got yep. One of the guys is like, "Hey, I've already figured out how much he makes. I know where he works. I, you know, I, I think maybe we should, we could potentially spread some rumors about them in the real world, and like they're going down some seriously dark shit." Yeah, right. And knowing like how much your salary was, and who you work for, and what your job is, and you know, that that's outside of the game. Uh, yeah i thought about that to me
0: that just seems blatantly um well not that, that same crazy spit you know people spit on um a content Our, creator yeah who was at, at CitizenCon, which by the way is a jailable offense it's, up yeah. to, i think six months was it yeah it's a because um, it's assault yeah so um, folks, if you listen to us and you are that type of person, stop listening to us, please. We're not your friends. Yeah. Um, that's I not was just surprised goal. that
1: they were going that eagerly towards it. I yeah. I was like, holy crap. I you mean. Know, they, you know, infiltrating and spitting, um, animosity amongst members of other orgs and, you know, this that's is, pretty old
0: stuff from Eve. This um, is the thing. And we're we are people who play a space oriented MMO. We are some of the geekiest people Mm -hmm. of our population of geekery. I don't know why someone who would be part of that would be cruel to another person who loves this game. And, but to me, it just comes across as people who are kind of pathetic and, and don't have much control over other things in their lives. And they have to find some reason to Lord something over someone. And it's like, maybe you have to look into yourself and say, if I'm doing this in a video game, like What's wrong with me? Yeah, you know, and these are real people's lives. Like doxing people, that's
1: not cool. Yeah. They've had one person evidently commit suicide in their own org,
0: but uh, I do know they have whistleblowers in the org, and they're trying to like change it. I guess it was from what I did see because I I watched the Avenger One video or a part of it, but from what I could tell, they had, and I'm, we won't, we shan't mention the org. <laughs> Right. But um Morphologist does. Yeah. yeah so. Avenger one and morphologist do. do. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh they uh apparently got some newer members in that kind of were toxic and that sort of spread that toxicity. It's really weird. I mean, I just don't get it. Yes. Just, yeah, You know, everyone we play with we're all different types of people. And we just have fun, right? We're in low stress, not crazy, you know? Well, we yeah. could be crazy. Some of us might be. Uh, <laughs> my therapist might say. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I don't know. I just don't understand why, you, what good can come in your life from doing these things to other people. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a, a power know. complex. Just,
1: yeah, I've seen a little bit of the world and, uh, in different ways. And uh, yeah, there's some people out there. It's a little weird when you look at someone and you know they absolutely want to kill you. <laughs> I mean, that's not even... That's not even... It's like, I can remember see that the first time in the army. It's like,
0: oh, that's interesting. <laughs> there was only one time I ever saw a look on someone's face that looked like they would kill somebody. And it was when my ex-wife and i were telling my mother and father that we were getting divorced the look that my mother gave my ex-wife she looked like she was gonna lunge across the table and choke her to death and it was like a mom thing Mm. like she was real honey badger i think it was sort of like it was clearly your fault whatever it is there's nothing my son could have done wrong (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> moms are awesome yeah. uh, anyway. you know, mine
1: was in the military so uh, yeah it's a your mom was in the military? Yeah, no oh jeez mine, yeah, mine was mine my situation was oh so it was a different uh, I've got a gun he's got a gun <laughs> kind of look, oh, you know.
0: yeah I can imagine that's a different kind of look altogether <laughs> oh yeah very dark dark look <laughs> but, yeah uh, yeah so I you know I,
1: I I just think that's interesting that um you know that has popped up, and we—I guess we kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, you know, and I'm, um, you know, but to that extent is always a little bit shocking. But it's not the first time. I mean, they did that in Eve Online, and mm. um, you know, had that little kid who was, you know, he had to go out and do things on camera to get his stuff back, and mm-hmm. he's like 12 years old, and they got him doing really sick shit, and uh, you yeah, know, it's like. Man, this is stuff that scores people for life. But yeah, yeah, and it's people who have never really had power, right? It's you know, yeah, that's really what it is. It's, it's they've weird. never had power, and they just they they don't understand that it's like a there's like this little thin you know this thin little line that says we're now in a a society and you can't touch me because we're in, we're in a civilized environment. Yeah, then there's that second later when you go, oh shit, I just crossed that that line. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna freaking nuke me. <laughs> I
0: can Ooh. touch you now.
1: Yeah, the lines. <laughs> I'm no longer civilized. I'm rip your fucking heart out, need it. use my French. You're gonna have to bleep that one.
0: <laughs> Wait, you you use the full word?
1: I did. I used the whole f word. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Yeah, good.
0: Yeah. Well, at least it's close to the end of the episode, so yeah. I can find it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway. About 58 minutes in. <laughs> what do you, uh, have you
1: seen anything what we're getting for um, subscriber items for this week, uh, this month?
0: No, because we're not in December yet. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, so
0: Soon. And Soon. Then, then we'll have Luminalia coming up, too. 12, yeah. 12 days of that, isn't it? Yeah, we got to walk around and pick up envelopes. Well, and also packages. the beats they give. It sounds like they might be doing another one of those promotions like the F8 Lightning. Uh,
1: man, that was weird. They fixed they fixed that pretty quick, I thought. They, they they originally sold them at six months, and the next ones were at 10, 20 years or 12
0: years. Mm. Whatever it was. Well, it sounds but like they, they might uh, be doing that as a, a little hunt. <coughs> yeah. But for not, not the Lightning's, though. Supposedly, this yeah. is what the Mach 2 Hornet will be. Oh, okay. Okay. Supposing. I, I think
1: that would be very cool.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, Time I will tell. I
1: don't go hunt for them everything like that. I just, you know, I don't care. And uh, in fact, it'd be, I always liked the Hornets. I just, I wish they would get their armor squared away. And and even now they're very slow ships. I mean, they're slower than the frigging uh, Auroras.
0: Yeah, that's enough. The point. LNs at, what,
1: 185 meters per second now. It used to be 145. And well, you know, think, know that'll be balanced, especially with the yeah, flight model yeah. coming up. Yeah, I, you know, I actually think almost all the military ships, especially the fighters, should you know be faster than a civilian ship, unless yeah. it's now unless it's something like a you know uh, you know a high end BMW style civilian ship, right?
0: Yeah, like an Origin. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: and, uh, yeah. I was. uh so I, I think that balancing will be good. Do you think we'll see uh, the uh, new drive, the new flying system with the uh, quantum, uh, the, uh, what is it called? The, new the master modes. modes? Master modes, yeah.
0: It sounds like not for a little bit, but I don't know. It's It's hard to tell because Yogi didn't really make it clear. Gotcha. I think we'll see it. Right. Soonish. I don't think we'll see it this mm-hmm. year. I mean, we might see another version of it in um Arena Commander. They might do another they might do a small like test bed for right. combat and and flying away kind of stuff. But I don't know. Um we did get a question uh this past week. Okay. Uh, This one is from Cinder111, and they asked, Do you think stations need to become larger? With the advent of the whole sea and the amount of cargo it carries, stations start to feel small compared to the large amount of cargo they should be handling for the population of a given planet and or landing zone, for example, ArcCorp. Uh, do you think stations are too small? Uh, Uh, I I think
1: the, I don't know that the stations are because they have those, but I can see the point. I mean, we, I think we talked a little bit about this Do Should we have more than one station around the planet? Right. Um, how many stations should be around the planet? We have these marker points, right? Mm.
0: Um,
1: but given the planet, if you have a lot of people like, on. let's say Area 18 or Terra or somewhere like that, one is not adequate, clearly. Um, So I get his point. I don't know that a larger one would be good. I think more specialized ones would be good, right? I think that, like, you have one that is for cargo. You have another one that is for um, commercial um, and, uh, you know, non-bulk, you know, shipping. uh Um, things like that, right? So you have to, not only do you have to navigate to the planet and then to a station, you have to know which station you're going to go to based on what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I would really like to see the, the amount of traffic increased, you know, exponentially as you get to a planet like um, our court, right? It's, it's, more full or um, where there's lots, lots of people you would have things shuttling up and down to the station, not just your Mm -hmm. ship in the middle of empty space. Mm -hmm. Um, You might have whole C's racked up, you know, with, with whole B's and whole A's going out and bringing the cargo in. Um, Yeah. I'd like to see a little bit more of that, that activity of, you know, like an airport has a lot of activity. You have tro vehicles, and cargo and catering and, um, luggage. So I'm
0: on the I'm on the same page as you in terms of I don't yes. think they need necessarily need to get much bigger. because um, the cargo areas are pretty big on those stations. The yeah. especially the exterior right. ones. Right.
1: Now compared to a planet size, maybe not. mean sure. right? but these are not necessarily largely populated or heavily populated planets.
0: Yeah. Arc Corps the biggest the most the biggest outlier here, and in that instance, I think what they should do is add an upper orbit station for every landing zone that they create so if oh, area, that'd be good if area eleven happens to become a landing zone almost as populated as area eighteen, then there should be another station that caters to that, or at least maybe that's a little bit overkill because they're somewhat close together but at least they should have, I would imagine they should have at least four stations in orbit yeah. over, microtech, I mean, over microtech over microtech uh, over our corp, almost like where an OM marker would be right. right over kind of hemispheres of, of the planet to cater to those needs. However, the th- similar to what you were saying, right? I see freight lines, you know, like sort of cargo lanes starting to become established. If, if the way they build the economy is as as dynamic and as critical as they state it will be i can see regularly um regular sort of movement between those upper orbit or whatever it's called the the stations cargo being brought to those and then cargo being brought down to land um And a lot of those things are going to start to happen. Like the whole A and whole B stuff, those ships are going to start being, they're going to have cargo routes someday between the underground facilities and the space stations. Right. And there'll be cargo routes from space station to space station because the refinery stations are all out where minerals are being extracted. So most people will end up selling, the minerals to the refinery stations or they'll get them refined and then they'll make a work order for cargo to deliver them to where it's going to be a valuable commodity, which will be in places that require that commodity, which will likely be upper orbit stations that'll then go down to planets. And I think if they can create that kind of flow, it'll make a lot more sense. Right. Right.
1: And I, you know, I think, that type of flow will make a lot of sense for people who have smaller ships that want to just make some early money. Mm-hmm. You should run back and forth, back and forth.
0: Yeah, those back. will be the starter hauling missions. Or when Seaguard doesn't have a crew to help with his whole C, um, but he wants to haul, you can hop in your whole B.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep, so. exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so a really Great good question. question. Yeah. Um. Now, Seagard, we are. This is probably one of our shortest episodes in a while. Uh, any any final closing thoughts come to mind that you wanted to call out? Uh I I think I think the biggest one for me is
1: to go back to the multi crew gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely. I almost see um, that this game, while it has orgs, I think that it's almost um, there is another way to play this, and that's to play as a crew, right? Mm. You may have multiple ships that you crew, but you work together and you do the same basic roles on each each crew. Um, and I, I'm interested to see how the the new crew mechanics start making crude ships ships that are crude as opposed to just crudely built yeah. the uh, ships that are crude perform um and become worth their cost and effort yeah. right um i would like to hope that a you know a whole sea is um not only a good ship just because of its cargo capacity, but also because of its ability to operate efficiently and everything else. And I think that's even more important for things like the Corsair. Mm. Um, you know, people are flying it like a gunship right now with one person in it and you know, they're missing out on the fact you have two turrets and uh I I'd like three. to see yeah, I guess, yeah, three. <clears throat> I'd like to see more of these crew ships kind of come into their own. So um, I guess that's what I'm looking forward to most right now. Um, Crude play. um, That's fun. And you know, there's a benefit to playing crude versus, Hey, I just don't, I just want to get on by myself and play for an hour or two. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that that's always going to come down to, let's face it right now. The incentive for us to multi-crew is because we find it fun. Right. Right. And they're going to have to find a way to make it. For instance, multi-crewing a Reclaimer right now is time-consuming. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the game's still not at a point where you can guarantee that that stuff's ever going to get sold. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So, and you're still not at a point in the game where you can be certain that You're not going to have your money wiped someday. Right. But um, in the future, a Reclaimer might be a better choice to crew than a Vulture because a Vulture is much more at risk from piracy given that it is a low armor ship compared to a Reclaimer, which in theory... After what Yogi said, fighters shouldn't even be hurting a Reclaimer.
1: Well, I definitely think that, you know, if if, if both ships were equal in reliability, right? You, know, you knew that the cargo worked and generally things worked their way they're supposed to on the Reclaimer. I think that four people in a Reclaimer are far more capable than four people in a cargo ship and two
0: Vultures. Mm. I really do. I mean... You know, but if it's a if it's a huge salvage wreck, right? Maybe you get protection, right? You have a hammerhead nearby, right? To cover takes more
1: people, right?
0: Yeah, but a a big salvage wreck, like in the wake of disaster, if they made that exponentially more profitable for groups, then it would make sense logistically to either do. Maybe at that point you choose between one or two Reclaimers or six Mm -hmm. Vultures, you know? Right. Uh, Or, you know, a bunch of Vultures. And then the question just becomes, you know, the Vultures don't store as much, so you need a cargo ship. But at the same time, the Vultures are quick and agile, so you can quickly scrape holes and stuff. Although I feel like the Reclaimer is faster at stripping hole anyway. Oh, yeah. It has a
1: bigger... It has a bigger beam. I don't know if the tractor beams are working there yet either. So, But you don't have to tractor anything out of it, anything with that reclaimer, right? You just, it's popping out,
0: you just have to stack it. Well, I'm curious to see how the claw handles, because that's, it sounds like that's infrastructural salvage, but it's hard to say.
1: It's the only type of grinding they have, right? Um, But you need tractor beams now, To you need tractor beams to guide it into the claw Um, because it's going to break it up and things like that. Mm. um, So, yeah, I hope they, when they come out with that, that ability, they had to modify the ship to make the claw work. Mm. I saw that on an earlier show. I can't remember where I saw it, but they had to redesign a portion of the ship to make it work. So, um, and it's a very old model. I, I would like to see the Reclaimer become, you know, a useful ship to play. It's definitely fun right now and it yeah. works pretty well. Um but yeah, I don't know that it's better than the Vultures other than in defense. I think it's definitely yeah. a good defensive ship. When do you um, think we'll see new
0: salvage ships?
1: I I don't think we're going to. I think we're going to see these for a while. I think this is going to be the salvage, you know, thing. I, we don't have something the size of a mole.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's the, why I say that, is we don't have like a medium to large. Right. We have a small and an extra large. Right, right. My guess would be, unless, I mean, who knows, because they, they still have two unlaunched mining ships. But if I were to guess, I would say it's likely that they're probably waiting for salvage to be pretty much done before they introduce any new ships yeah yeah uh,
1: you know i you know i think there's some potential out there i mean you know even think of like the aurora they have a utility attachment yeah you know if you could put a track if you could put a salvage beam on the front of an aurora and it'll carry three and the average aurora and the cl will carry six that's mm. actually not bad
0: i'd love to see a um a salvage ship by Argo.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool to see. I'd like to see a version of the mole. that's
0: made to work like a salvage ship, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, that's, you know,
0: um, well, maybe they might even right. just make a mole variant. Well, that doesn't make sense just because of the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I,
1: I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that, I think that the mechanics of salvage are going to become pretty locked in pretty soon. I think they're, they've tweaked them pretty well and I like them.
0: There's not much left missing. It's like black box recovery component removal. Now it's working partially, but you need to, you know, you need to be able to remove all components, right? At least the ones that are sized to be removable. And then the only other thing, right? It's, probably just fuel siphoning right right and all i think all those
1: capabilities will come uh, siphoning i don't think will be that hard um uh, probably be involved in a starfare right i mean you know as easy as anything um so i think i think that stuff is actually coming along it's like mining mining is doing okay i think the only mm. thing that's holding up anything is the economics right there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of incentive to move up the line of ships other than the cool factor mm. right
0: yeah right. especially, especially with the gadgets <clears throat> right although i feel so far removed from mining cuz i haven't done it in so long and even the last time i tried mm-hmm. it was kind of tra- tragic so yeah i had i had a lot of fun in the prospector
1: going down to the planet and mining I was amazed how much fun it was and how fast I found things. And, um, there was a lot of stuff there to choose from. It wasn't, you know, not all of it was quantanium, but when you broke a rock, it wasn't 90%, you know, you know, garbage and, Mm. and, uh, and, you know, 2% of something else. They were all good size and fair amount of it. You don't even have to break anything. You just suck it up. You find it and there's four or five pieces. You just suck up. So you could go around just doing that. I mean, um, so I, I, you know, I I think the only thing I had, you know, Prospector is a a good little session to sit down and you can probably get two runs in, you know, in in an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And Mm. then, uh, you know, by then you're probably done playing anyway. And you just go set it up to be, you know, converted into into the, out of the raw form, refined, shall we say. Mm. Um, So... I think, in fact, it's, you know, salvage has an advantage over it in the fact that it, um, there there is no refinement step, right? It goes directly from removed, mm. which is the equivalent of breaking. There's no explosions. There's no damage to your ship. There's no risk. There's no overpowering. Mm. Um, it's kind of a straight linear thing. You load it up, it's in cargo. The only thing you have to do is get out and move the first, you know, the box. Yeah. That's the only thing you have to do. Um, And then you go sell it. Mining has more steps and there's, you know, instead of immediate gratification, you have really two, sometimes, you know, 24 hours of gratification waiting for it to be refined and then sold. So... um,
0: (laughs) It's it's
1: kinda of different, right? I mean,
0: and that's our episode title right now. Twenty four hours of gratification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Because that sounds yeah, slightly dirty.
1: <laughs> when do you when do you think they're gonna come out with exploration? Anything around scanners or
0: exploration? I think in the coming year we'll start to see something shape up with with the um star map updates. Um you know, and I think that'll tie into cause, and I've watched so many things and it's true, like exploration and data running are kind of conjoined at the hip in some ways. Right. Right. Cause technically whatever you find on the Carrick, you've recorded it. Now you could hire a data runner to go or have someone in your org as a data runner, go and bring it to a location to sell that data or, you can stay out there in the vastness of space and keep collecting information until it's time to do a big data dump and sell it all. Right. Right. You know, cause like I could see you out in space cataloging, Oh, there's a bunch of these asteroids and here's a salvage wreck and here's this and here's that. And here's this and here's that. But one of the things they did say is data quality will degrade over time or it's not data quality. It's they said that data as a resource will be most um, profitable, the, the sooner you get it to someone who will buy it from when you scanned it. Right. And that the longer it takes between identifying that and selling it, the less valuable it'll be because things could have changed. Right. Right. Like a jump point, for instance. Because they said that they're not going to be necessarily super static, except for maybe the jump gates, but that there might be side entrances and and things like that. So
1: have we seen? You know, remember they did that really good description of death of a spaceman. They did a really Mm -hmm. good one on mining, and have we seen anything on like scanning or data? I don't think we've seen any of those.
0: I and I also don't know. I'm not great at finding some of those because they're not easy to find on the site. I think they're because I think they're community or they're like comps that were posted, yeah. So or in Jump Point or in some sort of, but it's hard to search for. So I mean, I remember Death of a Space Man specifically because I feel like that was a really in-depth one and it's pretty easy to find, but. I'm not sure about some of the others. I'll have to troll that. Yeah. Well, I do look forward to when I do have a break, hopefully there'll be salvage going on or, you know, there'll be three twenty-two, So I could salvage a lot, but then also I'm looking forward to, I want to try and refresh myself on or bring my knowledge up to date on mining. Um, just cause I think it would be cool to do.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, actually I just mentioned that, uh, I might set up an event for Saturday or Sunday this week for salvage. No. Yeah. Try out different things. Um, I might be around Sunday. I have to see.
0: Yeah, if you're not, you're not. I mean, I just. (laughs) My psychiatrist. (laughs) Your psychiatrist.
1: That's right. (laughs)
0: That's right. I'm dating a psychiatrist, people. Although I have seen one as well. (laughs) Just right. So I'm seeing one, and I've seen one. Yeah, I mean, I sit in the mirror with a notebook and nod
1: vigorously. Yes, yes. No, no. Uh,
0: shocker! I suffer from generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> 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 Amongst oh, other man. things. Oh. Um. Well, uh, I think this wraps up our episode of uh, Citizen Cast. Yeah. Uh, If you do have any questions, comments, thoughts, feelings, um, non-doxing activities, feel free to email us at (laughs) citizencastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at citizencastsc. You could submit a, a message through our Spotify landing page, or of course, you could join the Citizen Cast Discord. Links for all of those can be found below. Um, And as always, if you are out there looking for a crew, looking for an org, or some fun people to play with in between your solo sessions, come over to Parlay House. It's a great neutral zone for players of all types to hang out and socialize while they're playing the best damn space sim the Verse has to offer. A link to the Discord can be found in the show notes. Um, And... Uh, Last but not least, there are some friends of the show who are fellow content creators out there. So don't forget to watch Earth, Snorkel, and Undead Parrots videos on YouTube. Uh, Of course, you can always listen to the musical stylings of Admiral Cody and Calibri, who created most of the music for our episodes and then some. And uh, if you haven't already done so, uh, I don't know what rock you're living under, but uh, take a look at Star Jump's Fleet Viewer, as well as um, see some episodes of their regular uh, streaming, which is also replayed on YouTube by Grim and occasionally VMCO, who is a member of our community as well. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Look at that—short, but not too short yeah this is good Great time to go in and have a cup of coffee with a one that's right I'm going to have another glass of whiskey <laughs> there you go um, okay. I discovered good thing I didn't use these before an episode but I got these like you know those like things that you they're droppers and you drop flavor into water yeah yeah I, it's, like, highly concentrated it. yeah that's what I use Well, they make weed
1: ones. (laughs) Oh, no way.
0: No (laughs) way. And I misread the instructions and I think I probably had 5x the number of milligrams I was (laughs) tending. So the other (sighs) night I was lying in bed and I felt like I was made out of concrete. You're gonna kill yourself, man. And I thought that the, it, it, I think it would take a lot more to take me down, you know. Yeah, you need it's... at least something in an elephant gun. <laughs> at the very least.
1: Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> God. <laughs>